800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. Good afternoon. Jordan Lewis from the capital city on KINY. Meteorologist Andrew Park from the National Weather Service Juno wants the community to continue to be prepared for the blizzard today. Over the weekend, the National Weather Service Juno issued a winter storm watch, which was updated late Sunday afternoon to a blizzard warning. The blizzard warning is in effect as of 6 a.m. this morning and ends 6 a.m. tomorrow. The strongest winds and snow will be Monday morning into the late afternoon and evening. The main challenge of the day has been precip type and how much snow we're going to get, which is why we're prompting this blizzard warning. We're confident that we're going to see 9 to 14 inches of snow in the Juneau area. This snow combined with strong winds are going to create blizzard conditions. The main focus is around your exposed areas like downtown Juneau, maybe out the road. Um, any areas where it's typically exposed to stronger winds. Could we get some, you know, blizzard conditions and reduced visibility one-fourth mile or less. The storm will turn to a mix of rain and snow sometime this evening. Park advises the community to stay safe and stay up to date via National Weather Service Juno. Uh, this is a complex storm. Uh, there could be a lot of changes as the system moves ashore. So, you know, we've got a big data sparse region on the ocean, not a lot of observations. As the storm comes ashore and hits more observation points, we'll get a better handle on it. So we're going with what we have right now. We're confident with what we have right now, but with meteorology, things can change, so always you know, check weather.gov frequently for any updates. So, Meteorologist Greg Spahn from the National Weather Service Juno says the winter storm itself will impact most of southeast, and some areas will see more snow, and some will see more wind. Snow-wise, it's looking like uh, areas from the central panhandle on north will be receiving by far the greatest snow totals, but areas in the southern panhandle, including Prince of Wales Island, will be seeing some very strong winds associated with this system as well. So this is very much one of those systems where Everyone's going to experience some form of weather. It just depends which part of the panhandle you're in. Due to the increased winds and blowing snow in much of the Juno area, the Juno School District closed early today. CBJ also closed its downtown and Douglas offices and facilities at 11 a.m. The affected facilities included the City Hall, the downtown Juno Public Library, the Juno Douglas City Museum, the Treadwell Arena, the Permit Center, the Zach Gordon Youth Center, and the Diamond Park Aquatic Center and Fieldhouse. Please use extreme caution while driving and avoid any unnecessary travel whenever possible for the safety of yourself and others. Please note that today, Capital Transit is running on winter routes with service suspended on Cordova Street, Franklin, and 4th Street downtown. Vice President of Alaska Electric Light and Power, Debbie Driscoll, wants to remind Juno how to be safe during a potential power outage. The blizzard today is expected to bring trees down, risking power outages. And the best things to do really is... One, to make sure that, you know, your cell phone is fully charged, that you have batteries and flashlights at the ready, that you have candles. The nice thing with candles is they can give off a little bit of heat as well. If you have two sources of heat, um, if you know, if you have a wood stove, make sure that you have some dry wood in your home. Uh, make sure you have lots of blankets and warm clothes and basically just remaining safe. She also gives advice for prolonged power outages. If you keep your refrigerator shut, it will keep for quite a few hours. Same thing with your freezer. Um, one of the things that sometimes we recommend to folks is uh, they can take a water jug, place it in the freezer, and just keep it there. And if you have an outage, you can take that freezer jug that is frozen and place it in your refrigerator. 
and that'll keep uh, your contents in your fridge cold. That's really for more prolonged outages, which we typically only see if it's a really significant storm and lots of trees come down. Most of the time, they can get power back up within an hour. This is what the public should do in the event of a downed power line. Never approach a downed power line. You want to stay at least 30 feet away. Call 911. Um, in that case where it's life and, you know, the potential of life and limb, you definitely want to call 911. This is how the public can report outages quickly. Report outages through the appropriate channels, which is either texting to the 55050. You just text the word outage to that number or to call the after-hours line, the 907-586-AELP. If an entire neighborhood is out, it's likely AELP is already on their way and you don't need to make a report. Driscoll adds the public can stay up to date on their social media. The Juno Media Center's 27th annual Caring is Sharing event was held Saturday at Foodland IGA and Super Bear IGA to benefit the Southeast Alaska Food Bank. That story is next on News of the North. Strong winds combined with heavy snowfall at higher elevations will significantly increase the avalanche hazard above the Thane Road for the next few days. The heavy snowfall and strong winds will increase the avalanche hazard, resulting in the increased likelihood of avalanches reaching Thane Road. So travelers are advised to please obey outposted warning signs along Thane Road, avoid stopping or parking in designated avalanche zones. If Thane Road becomes impassable due to avalanche debris, the Department of Transportation and Public Facilities may be unable to clear the road promptly. Road clearing will only occur once the hazard has been sufficiently minimized through mitigation efforts or when the hazard naturally decreases. Safety is DOT's top priority. Stay informed, exercise caution, and adhere to all safety directives. The Juno Media Center's 27th annual Caring is Sharing event was held Saturday at Foodland IGA and Super Bear IGA to benefit the Southeast Alaska Food Bank. First student school buses help transport the food to the food bank. President of the Southeast Alaska Food Bank, Jeremiah Beadle, says the food drive is important because of recent high demand. We saw a 20% increase last year of how much food had gone out. It was a 24% increase in demand and a 20% decrease in donations. So last year we had about a 44% discrepancy. However, we started purchasing food uh, in bulk where we could and where we needed to as well. He says the rising need is not unique to Southeast Alaska. It's a national issue that they want to get ahead of. A new warehouse could help them meet the needs of Southeast. And this year, our big push is we want to do a lot more in Southeast Alaska. So we have a warehouse that will be built this year. We're breaking ground as as soon as it thaws out in the spring. And we're going to have our warehouse that will allow us to bring in three new federal programs that will be funded by the government, allowing us to distribute a whole bunch more food all throughout southeast Alaska without having to increase the demands of donations uh, upon, you know, the local uh, folks that have been so good to us already. The warehouse will allow them a greater capacity to store food, helping them to be better prepared. The goal is to have six months of food on hand to meet the needs of the folks that that were, you know, that are uh, less fortunate. And the big piece is, The folks that don't know what to do when they find themselves food insecure, there's pantries all over town. We have it on our website. You can click, uh, there's a button there to show. We have our pantry every Thursday from 3 to 5.30. There are support systems out there. We are doing, we will do everything we can to help. And Beatles' daughter, Sophia, helped out Saturday too. She sat in Foodland IGA's jail where she had to rely on donations to be bailed out. It's been very good because I got to sit down and eat candy. 
The executive director of the Southeast Alaska Food Bank, Chris Shapp, thanks the community for their support. It's amazing. I mean, Juneau is such a thoughtful, generous town, community, um, southeast in general is. So anytime we do our food drive, there's a huge outpouring of, of donations for us. And throughout the year, um, everybody, not just our food drives, but a lot of organizations do food drives for us where we benefit from that and can help out the community in return. The final amount of donations, including pounds of food and money raised, will be announced once the information becomes available. Donations are always accepted at www.southeastalaskafoodbank.org or in person at 10,020 Crazy Horse Drive. And pets will be allowed in the legislative apartments. A draft of the policy proposed allowing cats and dogs and said any other animals would require approval. Senator Jesse Keel, a Juneau Democrat, said a number of legislators have expressed interest in being able to bring their pets with them to Juneau. He said the tenants, lawmakers and staff, would have an interest in keeping the place in good shape. But Representative Craig Johnson, an Anchorage Republican, said pets can be unruly and loud. And he noted that some people may be allergic to them. He asked for a vote on the pets provision, and the council voted 7-6 to six to remove from the apartment policy the provision allowing pets. However, Jessica Geary, executive director of the Legislative Affairs Agency, said eight votes were needed for the motion to pass. She confirmed by email Saturday that pets will be allowed in 2024. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis.